Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome back to this week's edition of Sports Blogger Radio, brought to you by FanJunkies.net. I'm your host, John Larry, and with me is always Scott Murphy Blooney. Today we're going to be talking about the Red Sox being in first place, the Bruins and how far we think they're going to go into the playoffs, and the feel-good story of the week, Jason Collins coming out. Scott, how's finals week going? How you doing? Um, I'm going all right. It's all right. Kind of sucks. Um, I got two papers, three finals. I got (laughs) Friday, an exam. (laughs) Hey, shut up, man. I do a lot of crap around here and it sucks. (laughs) But, um, I've just been making sure that I take my breaks with plenty of alcohol and enjoying college all the while. But, um, something. Salt and vinegar chips and turkey sandwiches. Dude, I want to say for the record, salt and vinegar chips, which is something I was not exposed to up until about two months ago, are delicious. Like, they're they're by far the best chips that you can. Especially the, uh, I recommend the uh, the Lay's kettle cooks salt sea salt and vinegar chips. That's a that's a sports blogger endorsement right there. Ladies, if you want to give us a call, there you go. Hey, call John. I was gonna say Frito Lay, Frito Lay. Give me a call. Uh, we'd be happy to take your sponsorship and chips. We'd be happy uh, to take all your money. Yes. Um, all right. So listen, the Red Sox, eighteen and eight in first place. New York Yankees, two games behind. Toronto, last place. How you feeling about that? Um. Well, I feel that Red Sox fans can rejoice a little bit because. Last year, the big problem was our starters and how our pitching was really, really bad. And now our pitching is really, really good. I mean, John Lester it has a winning record. He has, like, a pretty low ERA, like 3-1-1-ish. Clay Buckles, I'm going to go ahead and say that he, even this early on, if he stays healthy, like, look out AL Cy Young, man. Like wow. the guys, the guys straight fire right now, dude. <clears throat> yeah, man, I'll give it to you. Um, I I don't know if I'm gonna go on the uh, on record and say that he's gonna win the Cy Young just yet. However, um, what is he? He's five and five and zero or five four. And zero. He's and five he's and zero. A one one nine ERA. He's got just barely a one he, walks in his innings pitch. He's he is he's he's pitching the best I've ever seen him. Oh, except, yeah. excluding, except for the first year that he came and where he was like lights out and obviously had a no hitter, but I mean he he's more rounded pitcher. He, he's 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 playing good. Yeah, you know playing, most of the Red Sox are. He's playing well right now, dude. And, and like and then you have like the depth pitchers like you have Felix Dubron who's three and zero, and you have you know people Andrew Bailey has been stepping up. Joel Hanrahan, and this was this is 
I think what kind of defines um, the the new Red Sox from the old Red Sox, Joel Hanrahan was stripped from his closing position and didn't complain about it. He was well, like, he, he was like he, he, he did he a said, little bit. He said he said that he understands where the Red Sox are with the way that he's playing, and he will just do anything to be on the roster and help. Which he, is like he, mind blowing. It is, but you got to remember this guy came from Pittsburgh. You know what I mean? Like, and he's not used to winning. Pittsburgh was good last year. But, yeah, but they weren't. They weren't. Listen, they not. The Pittsburgh was not the Red Sox. The, you know what I mean? It's like a whole different, you know, term of winning around here. Like we have World Series in the past, you know, ten years. You know what I'm saying? So like, it's just it, like I'm saying. Like I, I, I commend him. I commend him for for taking a step back and you know and <clears throat> saying. That you know he'll just do whatever it takes to win and stuff like that. But I mean, you got obviously he was brought here to close. So yeah, but would you imagine? Like, could you imagine if uh, you know a Josh Beckett? If they told him we're gonna take you, we're gonna sign you to Pawsauce, whatever, he'd throw a crap fit. Oh like, well, yeah. I mean, like no, but I'm just I'm just saying the fact that I know you're ta- you're talking about the whole attitude of the team, and then I, I I get that, and you're right, you're 100 percent right. I'll, I'll you know I won't I won't you know, say otherwise. And I, I, like, I love how even, even now, like watching, like, <clears throat> like, I, you know, watching the game last night, they got down early, you know, one nothing. I didn't panic as a Red Sox fan because they've been so resilient this year, coming back, scoring runs, you know, and doing it either by the big ball or, or, you know, playing small ball, they're winning in, in both ways. They're either winning really big or really small, but they're still winning. Yeah, you know? and we're getting contributions from, you know, Victorino's been playing very well, you know. The well, guys. well, Victorino's been out for six games so far. But, I mean, David Ortiz, David Ortiz is... Uh, yeah, but Victorino got us off in the right direction, dude. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, you're right. He, he did. Um, you know, but even Mike Napoli leading... Mike Napoli's a beast. He's not leading anymore, but he he's still, you know, he's playing awesome. David Ross, David uh, Daniel Nava. I mean, these guys... I could I could go on. I could list the entire team. Every single player is just playing like they have something to prove, which is great. That's exactly what we were talking about at the beginning of the year. How they needed to do that. Yeah, it's and, been it's been an attitude adjustment. I, I, you know what? I, I remember in one of the earlier shows we did, we just said like we were just talking about like oh what we can like how bad are the Sox going to be or something something like that. We we're just yeah. talking about and then I I believe I don't know if it was you or me, but we we're just like in feral we trust. And, like, we just kind of yes. there. Yeah. It just goes to show, like, everyone's, like, so pumped about Bobby Valentine, and now it's, like, John Farrell people don't know, but, like, clearly we see the distinction between Farrell and – it's, like, night and day. It is. I mean, and, like, if, if you look at it, if you look kind of – if you look at the whole perspective of it, uh, you look at Toronto, and they're in last place. You know, they they had John Farrell last year, and a lot of people would say, you know – like last year, a lot of people were saying, you know, John Farrell's not that great of a manager, this and that. But I don't think it really has anything to do with his manager skills. I think it has a lot to do with the players wanting to play for him. Yeah. They respect, like, the. I don't think the people in, in, in Toronto really respected John Farrell's, you know, way of coaching. However, the people, you know, the players in, in, in the Red Sox organization, they have, most of them had already played with him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or, you know, some of the core guys have played with him, so they they knew how he was and they respected him, so they play 
for him. And especially after last year, how disappointing it was. They were just like, all right, let's let's start over new. Like we need this guy. Like he he's got a background with us. Like let's let's do this. Like you know. Yeah. So. yeah. I mean, and the greatest thing is is when you when you look at it, how many times that the Red Sox players have to face questions about you know fried chicken and beer or not giving their all and playing this. They came out with they came out with their pants on fire. They knew that they had to play better. Even the new guys knew that they had to play better because playing in Boston is an entirely different thing than playing in you know Pittsburgh or Toronto. playing Toronto or stuff like that. Like these guys, you don't you don't show up and play. You're going to get chastised. That's the way we are in Boston. We just we we, we obliterate you. Boston is the only city that, and I had experience with this, where you can get yelled at by your fellow fans for leaving a game early. Yes, that's, <laughs> that's I, people were. I was at a Bruins game. We were waiting like four hours, something like that. And my dad was like, "All right, let's go." Like he was driving. Like we got to meet traffic. And I was like, "All right, fine, or whatever." Like it was like two minutes left, and we were clearly winning. And then this guy's like, "Hey, like the Southie bus guy, what are you doing? <laughs> Why are you leaving, guy?" Like, I'm sorry, my dad's, you know, he's like, "Oh, some fan you are." I'm like, "Oh yeah, God, dude." Well, that's what that's that's exactly my point. That, that it, like, I mean, I don't know how many times I've, you know, fourth quarter of a uh, New England Patriots game, and they'll be up like by like four touchdowns. You get up, and everybody's like, "Where you going?" Where, where you going? Yeah, so I, just, uh, I you know I gotta hey I gotta work tomorrow. Yeah, so don't I. Haven't had a beer. You know what I mean? So yeah, you're right. Grandma Sam, you ain't going anywhere. Yeah. It's just but typical. The Boston. game isn't over yet. Typical Boston fans. They just demand so much respect from fans from the organizations, and they demand like they demand excellence. Like they 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 need it. And then, we're, and so, think, we're so spoiled, dude. We are so spoiled. We're so spoiled. It's unbelievable. And like I think, and that's what I think is hilarious because, you know, this century, you take away this century, and you know, everybody was like, "Oh, Boston sucks." You know, like everybody, like the Red Sox were terrible. The Celtics were probably the only bright spot. You know, the Patriots were, you know, bad, yeah. <laughs> real bad. You know what I mean? And the Bruins were just, oh my. I remember, I remember going to games back in must have been like 2000, even like 2002. I remember going to a game where Boston was playing Minnesota. Minnesota was a brand new team, the Wild, and I, it, might, it might have been like oh three or four something like that. But like, I don't know. It's all my childhood is it's just a blur, <laughs> even though I'm so young. Um, but I remember they lost like seven to one, and I was like, it was like Raycroft and Net and like I think Kessel and Thornton. And I was like, and Billy Garen, and I was like, say Kessel must have been a rookie then. And I was like, Dad, like, what's what's going on? And he's like, Well, Bruins suck. Like, I wouldn't yeah. tell you. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, and then you know, we've been winning champ. We're championship city, and we have this long-standing tradition of excellence. And you know, but but you know, going back to the Red Sox, getting contributions from pitching, good hitting, like you yeah. said, long time, good football. timely, good timely hitting too. That's it's not just regular hitting. But um, yeah, they're just everyone. Everyone's playing real well, um, and it's it's great to see that we're in first place. And I love it even more. Isn't it weird that I love to hate teams more than I love to love teams? Yeah, well, I mean that's the. But I love to hate. Like we could sit there, we could sit there and say, you know, our teams are playing great, but us as fans are always going to pull out the negatives because just because that's the way we are. I love to see that Toronto is doing p- terrible. 
just because of all the hype that got tucked up this year. So oh well, yeah. I mean, well that it's it's the same same reason why when uh, the Miami Heat got Chris Bosh, Chris Bosh and uh, LeBron James, you know, they stumbled out of the gate and everybody was everybody laughed. You know, it was the greatest thing since sliced bread because, you know, oh you put it, you know, <laughs> money can't buy you championships. Obviously, they have won one, but <laughs> but it doesn't buy you championships right away. You know what I mean? Like they had to work for that. So who knows? Maybe Toronto will win it all next year, but I don't really care. Um, so <laughs> all right, Toronto, I, I really don't care. But, all right, let's let moving on. We're gonna move on to the Bruins in the playoffs. And uh, my biggest question to you is: given their recent struggles in third periods, giving up leads, playing like they just don't know what's going on, how far do you see them going? All right, well, <clears throat> here's why I stay on this whole thing. I think we were looking up and talking about earlier uh, Phil Kessel against Boston. Yeah. I yeah. think that it was like in 22 games, he has three goals and six assists and is a negative 22 rating. Phil Kessler is their big guy. Like, he's he's, a, he's, he's their he guy. A, he's their leading scorer, right? Yeah, he is. Um <laughs> and uh you know, just uh there there are you know, Toronto is sixth in the NHL with three goals per game basically. And Kessel had twenty goals, thirty two assists. He's great on the power play. Um the guy was the guy has a monster season, but when he plays Boston and those thank you Kessel chants start just like raining, raining like down. Talk yeah. rain from the, the bleachers of the T D garden like Oh, uh, I'll tell you right now, if, uh, you know, the second Tyler Sagan scores a goal. Oh, or Dougie, or if Tuca makes a good play. I mean, because I think we got Tuca, Dougie, and Sagan from, from Kessel, in some way or another from Kessel. I don't know about Tuca, but definitely D- Dougie and Tyler. I think we traded Tuca. I think that we, ch- I think we, that Tuca came over from Toronto. I'm almost entirely, I'm almost positive. I'll, I'll take your word for it. I don't I'm really know. I'm almost positive but, but anyways, yeah, you know, if, if if Tuka makes a good stop, Tyler scores or Douglas Hamilton scores, that it's going to oh rain. My, yeah, it's going rain. to rain. And just like, so I know the the Bruins have been struggling lately, but like Toronto, we have had their number. Like, we, yeah, and we shut down. Well, maybe it's a psychological thing, but we shut down Phil Kessel and the Toronto Maple Leafs. Like, them in the playoffs is just kind of like an abnormality. Like the. Uh, I'm not gonna take them very seriously because they're not like they're you, they're you can win without a power play, but you can't win without good goaltending and like Reimer. Um, well, listen, the the Toronto Maple Leafs are uh, they're a young team. They don't have a lot of experience in the playoffs, obviously, you know, but they're they're a lot more physical this year than they have been in, in the past couple of years. You know, they're gonna they're gonna play the Bruins hard. They're gonna push them around. They're gonna try to push their buttons. You know what I mean? Because that – it's funny. When you look at it, like, last year and the year before that, the Bruins wanted to play the physical game. They wanted to play the physical game. They wanted to uh, get into fights because that's the way they played. You know, they played a lot better. But the Toronto Maple Leafs – you know, this year the Toronto Maple Leafs want to get them in that position because they take their best guy – they take the best Bruins guys off the ice when they do that. I'd be willing to throw Milan Lucic off the ice whenever we had the chance. <laughs> See, that, and that's exactly my point. Everybody's, you know, everybody's hard on Milan Lucic. Yeah, he's not having a great season, but playoffs are, playoffs are a whole no, different but, time. Okay, you know. So I okay, 
this is the Milan, <laughs> Here we go. This is the Milan Lucic five minute. I'm gonna say lay on some knowledge, yeah. No, well, I think a perfectly viable strategy going into these playoffs would be having Milan Lucic bring his physical game because he has just been not been clicking in terms of scoring, um, in terms of chemistry, in terms of hustle. And in the past couple of games, we've seen like he's got like a couple fights and he's been hitting hard and he's kind of going back to his physical game. I would much rather him be a physical element than a scoring element in this series. Oh, absolutely. And absolutely. I, I think that Dogovins and I don't know how to pronounce the names. I'm sorry if I butchered it. Dog, Dogovins and um, uh, Soderberg, like, I would rather see them in, in scoring because they've been playing hard. Like, they've been playing real hard and they've been yeah. impressing me more than Lucic has. And I'm going to, you know, we already talked about how Lucic has played from lethargic at best, but, um, I, I would like to see, you know, if they want to get physical, like, bring it on. Lucic is going to mess you up. Like, that's the way it is. Well, that's, and, I mean, that's the way we need him to be, you know? And, and that's, that's obviously it's what's been lacking. But then again, it is the playoffs. He could turn, he could turn it on, you know, he could flip it. If he turns I, it on, then that's one thing. But at the same time, if, if they want to start dropping mitts and going after our guys, like, Lucic is the perfect guy for this series then. Yeah. But... Honestly, you asked me how many how many games this ago. Is that what the question was? Well, just you know, not necessarily. Like, me personally, I think I, I they're going to win this series. I, I, I'm saying five games. I'm going to give Toronto a little six. bit. Okay, you're saying six. I'm saying five. All right, so we're about you know you know about the same on that. I, I'm saying like in the playoffs in general. Like, do you think I'll they're going to make it? Up. Yeah, you know well, what I mean. Do you, here's the issue. More than likely, we'll be playing. Pittsburgh in the next series, right? Okay. Well, who is Pittsburgh playing right now? Montreal? No, 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 no. Pittsburgh is playing. Oh, who is the seventh? Uh, who's the? Who's the oh, uh, the Rangers? Is that no, what it is? They're not playing the Rangers. Rangers are playing the Capitals. Who they're playing? Um, it might be the Islanders actually. They're playing the eighth seed. I, I forget who it is. Um, they're playing the Islanders. They're gonna mop the floor with the Islanders. I, I think that I think that they are. I'm not. I'm not entirely sure though. Upon but um, you know, it's just like the Penguins are on a different level right now, and their 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 roster is just unreal. So um, yeah, they are playing New York Islanders. Wow, I'm good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the Islanders should. I mean, unless you remember what happened last year when uh, Mark Andre Fleury just completely sucked and they yeah. had an early exit. <laughs> if that happens again. First, I, I will. Well, I will. First laugh, of all, I will. I will do handstands. I will laugh my ass off. Um, yeah. First of all, second of all, if we get a second second round against the Islanders, that will be awesome. Um, yeah. We will. We will beat. We will beat Toronto. They're going to take one at home. They're going to take one in our building. I think, and it's going to be. We're going to win in six. If we play Pittsburgh and Pittsburgh just like, you know, which they probably will just completely demolishes the Islanders yeah. and the Bruins go in there. That's going to be a tough matchup for the Bruins. Cause I think that the Bruins lost most, if not all games to Pittsburgh. That they oh yeah. They, they, uh, they did. I think they did lose all of them. So, so that's, that's a tough matchup. That's basically speed versus grit, which we haven't done well with this year. We saw in Montreal, that's a speed team and we're a grit team and we, haven't been playing well with them either. And um, so uh, from an objective standpoint, it could very well end up there if 
I mean, and I'm sure that they will. If if the Islanders pull an LA Kings and they beat the one seed, I'll be so happy because that just makes our job so much easier. And we've already seen how sometimes Marc-Andre Fleury can crack under pressure and not do as well. Um, <laughs> do you think he's the next Luongo? <laughs> I don't know. Luongo's getting the start for the playoffs, which makes me really happy because I want to see him fail even more. Um, <laughs> I just, you know, I've grown to hate the whole Canucks organization and everyone associated with it. So Yeah, they're uh... – and it's not even, you know, it's funny because they're. Just, I, uh, I I could say so many mean things about them. They're just, they're just, whatever. They're just ass bags. Moving on. <laughs> but um, yeah. So I mean, I think that it could very well end in Pittsburgh, uh, or against Pittsburgh. But I mean, you never know. I they're definitely getting through this round, and next round is gonna be tough for them because we did. If we had won. That stupid game uh, against who? What was our last game against? Um, Senators. If we had won that stupid game, we would have the second seed, right? We would be. We would have had the second seed. We would have been playing. You know the. Uh, I think we would have. No, Montreal is not now the second seed. Montreal's the second yeah. seed. We would yeah. have been playing. I think like I think the Rangers or something like that. Which no, the Rangers are playing the Capitals. Aren't the Capitals the second seed? No. Oh, oh, no. We would have been playing someone terrible, and that would have been great. So, that's basically what I'm trying to say. And, um, yeah, I don't know. That's stupid. If the Bruins can get their stuff together and just be the playoff team that they were two years ago, then, you know. And it's kind of a similar situation. Like, if you look at the goal, if you look at the two things that, that jump out to me are the goaltending and the lack of power play. Yeah, well, the power play is nothing new. No, I mean, but... They, but they, <clears throat> So, but the goaltending is an entirely different situation now, only because you were so used. We were so used to uh, leaning on Tim Thomas that now, you know, granted, back in um, what was it 2010 when Tuka Rask was playing? Mm-hmm. Was it 2010? I, I can't yeah. remember. Yeah, it was. When he, it you know, that was his. You know, that was his first year as a. Uh, you know, first year as a semi-starter. So he's got to have that experience. I think he's going to play a lot better. You know, as long as he doesn't have a complete snafu, you know. Okay, I want to. I want to just say this though. The numbers from Tim Thomas going to the playoffs: a two flat goals against average, point nine three eight save percentage. Two Garaz going to the playoffs: a flat two point nine goals against average and a point nine three save percentage. Like, pretty similar numbers, and they both have say, yeah. a lot of wins proportionate to how long this series is, uh, the season has been. So, you know, like, Tuka Rask coming in hot. James Reimer, you know, 19 wins, 2-4-6 goals against .924 save percentage. Not not great, but he's been playing well lately. Yeah, he's not a bad goalie. I just don't I, – I mean, when it comes down to the playoffs, a lot of these players – Either show up or they don't show up, and that's gonna be that's gonna be that's gonna be the, the the key there. Who shows up and who doesn't? Listen, I think that we have the we have the advantage in defense, goaltending, <clears throat> coaching. And I think that special teams Toronto has the advantage, and forwards are pretty even. We have more of a well-rounded deep offense. They have. A first line that's their first line that does. Well, you, you you said on special teams, so you're talking about like the power play, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, aren't we number one against the power play? No, we're number 
we've been falling. We're number and our power play, our power, penalty kill is so bad. Um, yeah. Right now we're actually we slid to fourth. The Leafs are second. The Leafs their penalty kill is eighty seven point nine. Our penalty kill is eighty seven point one. Okay, so we're pretty. So, even but and but Toronto is fourteenth on the power play. They convert almost twenty percent of what they what the power plays they have, and Boston is just like not even fifteen. So. Yeah. Okay. You know, it's whatever. But I, you know, I think that Reimer steals a game in Boston. And Raff steals a game in in Toronto. I say that it's going to be. I think it's going to be Bruins win, Leafs, Bruins, 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 then Leafs. Yep. The game that the, yeah, I, I think I, you know what I'll go with you on that because I think the Bruins, the game the Bruins are, that that can close it out will have to go an extra game. Yep. That's 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 my thing. I, you know what? And I, I'm going to go out on a limb and I'm going to say that David Krejci is going to be the point leader. In the in the in the series, I'm gonna say that that Sagan scores the game winner in Game Six, assisted by Hamilton, and Kessel is a minus one. <laughs> Jesus, you're really going in there. All right, I'm good prediction. Thank you, Kessel. That's all. But Bruins in six. If we play um, Pittsburgh, it's gonna be tough. Well, well, we'll we'll attack that if let's let's get through this round first. We'll attack that at another time. Yeah. Um, so I want to I want to go ahead and say something here, and you know, Scott, you can go ahead and say your piece about it. <clears throat> but this week, um, if you have not heard, and I'm pretty sure everybody who's a sports fan has heard this, Jason Collins has uh, officially announced he was gay. He, uh, you know, or come out of the closet or however you want to pronounce it. I don't know. Um, and being an active, you know, athlete is huge to, um, you know, to the sports world. You know, and I, I, I can't I can't do anything but commend the man. You know, how I feel about it, you know, love is love. doesn't matter if you love a, a, another man or if you love another woman, you know. If you're a woman who loves a woman or a man who loves a man, I think it's great. And um, I think that's going to open up the doors to a lot of, you know, players out there that might be holding back. I mean, I, I think it's great. What do you think? So the first thing I want to say is I'm going to call out Mike Wallace right now, who I don't know if you guys saw the tweets, but he said something real stupid. He said – uh that, what? An athlete saying something stupid? No well, way. Yeah, he, was, he was tweeting about, I think he said, I, all right, this is what he said, and I quote, all these beautiful women in the world and guys want to mess with other guys. I'm not bashing anybody. Just don't have anything against anyone. I just don't understand it. First of all, you're a moron. Like, come on, dude. And <clears throat> he makes it sound like it's a disease. I got friends who are Florida sports fans, and even they're like, come on, man. Like, what are you saying? Um, I absolutely agree with you. And and Mike Wallace and anyone who agrees with Mike Wallace, like, grow up and, you know, it's it, well, that's mature that, as a person and, you know, look for look at yourself in the mirror and say, you know. Like, that, that is, that's my biggest thing. It's, 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 it's the 21st century. You know, there's gay people here. I mean, what, why is why are people still sitting back and staying? I don't, I don't understand. 
you know, like I, there was there was some numbskull on the uh, ESPN here, and I don't know the guy's name, and I'm not even gonna even I'm not even gonna look up his name because I don't feel that he should be glorified for what he said, you know. But he he basically said that being gay is a sin. Well, you know what? Like I said, it's the 21st well, century, this man. Is, this is getting political, but I, I listen. I, I'm one person not to talk politics, but I'm just saying, like. If if someone's not hurting you, then leave them alone. Let them do what they want. I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Like but, how, how how does how does one person's you know um, sexuality preference affect your life? No, it doesn't. doesn't. And I think that Jason Collins coming out um, is fantastic for the sport. I think it's fantastic for American um, pro sports. You know, people are making comparisons to Jackie Robinson when she was the MLB's first black player. Um, you know, I commend this guy. This guy is so courageous. Oh, he is. Playing in a league and for playing in a country where people still have this kind of problem with, uh, you know, that. And, um, you know, I really commend the guy. I think that he's going to be an outstanding. I think that as of right now, he has become an outstanding ambassador for the sport and an outstanding ambassador for American sports. Um, and, you know, like – Good for him. Like that takes a lot of takes some serious courage to go out and say that when you know that you're gonna be when people are gonna when people might heckle you, people might use against you and play like that. That's it. And, I mean, um, it, the the biggest the biggest thing is is there's one thing about fan reaction, but it's the guys that are in the locker room with you, the guy the players that play alongside you. You know, he was he was um, on the Celtics organization for uh, some of this year. And, I mean, uh, you know, the main guys, Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett, you know, these guys came out and said, you know, good for him. You know, I'm happy that he finally came out of show. Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant, I mean, listen, I don't like Kobe Bryant. I think he's I think he's a douche. But um, the thing about it, he's, he's come out and he's like, you know what, good for him. You know, why, why, why hide? You know that, that, but good. Yeah. You know these these guys have their have this uh, have Jason Collins's back, and I, that's that means more to him, I'm sure, than you know some some guy on ESPN being like, oh, it's a sin. You know, he, he's not gonna listen to him. And I think that you know with Collins leading the way, people who you know who, you know people who are gay, people who you know. Or identify with something other than heterosexuality. Um, they're gonna come. They're gonna, you know, like I know the, the you can play project in the NHL has been promoting, you know, equal LGBTQTA. I don't know the whole thing. Um, you know, equality in sports, and he is, you know, outrageous, like incredibly courageous, and this sets a great precedent for sports. That I'm proud to be someone enthusiastic about American sports. I think this guy's great. Um, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, but that's all the time we have for this week, guys. Um, I just want to thank you guys for tuning in to this week's show. Uh, you know, if you could go ahead and give Jonathan Ragnus and Michael McShay over at Fan Junkies Radio a listen Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 12 p.m. Eh. And, tu- <laughs> and tune in uh, to Five Minutes at the Frat House every Saturday at 3 p.m. Um, while you're at it, follow us on Twitter at SportsBlaga. Like us on Facebook, and yeah, tune in next week. Let's Take go, Boston. Let's go, Boston. Let's go, Bruins.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.